This is Conquering Columbus. Hey, everybody. This is Mike here, and that means you're listening to the Conquering Columbus podcast. This week, we got the chance to chat with Jonathan and Alessandra Rogers, founders of Noble Method. Noble Method is a fitness studio based right here in Columbus, and Jonathan and Alessandra's goal was to bring the experience of a fitness studio in places like New York City and Los Angeles right here to Columbus. Early on in the show, we got the chance to ask them about where the inspiration for Noble Method came from. It was that time when we only had those big box gyms at our disposal to get a workout in that I was like, we got to change it. Like Columbus has got to step their game up and we got to figure out a way to be on the forefront of bringing what other big cities are doing, have been doing. So that was when the journey really kicked off. And that's when we were like, we're going to go city by city, see what they're doing, see what's successful and what can we tweak or modify to bring Columbus up to that level or in some cases surpass it. So that was kind of the genesis of this journey. Later, we got a chance to hear the story of how a fortuitous encounter allowed them to find the perfect location for their studio. So we go driving around and we come down Dublin Road and I see this big for lease sign at the building that we're at now. And I'm like, that was not there yesterday. Our kids go to the daycare across the street. We're like, that sign was not there yesterday. So we pull into the parking lot call the number and I'm like, I'm interested in this building. And they're like, great, when do you wanna see it? I'm like, I'm in your parking lot. I'm ready to see it right now. Yeah, and the person was like, we can be there in 30 minutes. So they show up, unlock the doors, we walk in. I'm like, this is it. Like, this is it. It was more space than what we technically needed. It was the vaulted ceilings we had always wanted, but could never find in any of the spaces we were looking at previously. You know, from then on out, we've been in a all gas, no brakes with, with getting things rolling. As we wrap up the show, we got Jonathan and Alessandra's take on what living uncomfortably means for them and how it applies to Noble Method. What we also like to say is whatever discomfort you're putting in front of yourself, whatever uncomfortability that you have, that's preparing you for something bigger that's going to be harder and not by choice or just thrown at you. So you've already gotten the steps, the tools to kind of conquer that. We had a ton of fun talking with both Jonathan and Alessandra. And as always, we hope you get a lot out of the interview as well. That's a wrap for this preview. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Conquering Columbus podcast. This is your co-host, Mike here. And once again, we finally have Josh and I in the booth together. I feel like we haven't, uh, we've been flying solo a lot recently. Josh, what's going on? Not much, dude. Yeah, you're big Mr. Traveler now. Yeah, been traveling a lot. Things have been uh, happening at FMX. Lots of good things, some bad things, you know, just like any normal work environment, but uh, you've been traveling too. So, I mean, we've just been missing each other. That's right. That's what happens when you travel. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that we've awkwardly ended that conversation, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into the interview. So joining us today are Alessandra and Jonathan Rogers. And Alessandra and Jonathan are the founders of Noble Method, a new fitness studio here in town that focuses on bringing the most cutting edge fitness equipment and methods to Columbus, along with capturing the big city feel you get working out in studios in cities such as LA or New York City. And when Alessandra and Jonathan aren't helping run classes at their studio in Grandview. They're traveling around the country looking to keep up with the newest and best fitness trends and bringing back ideas for their classes and equipment here. So we're excited to have both of them here today to talk about their journey, the dive into entrepreneurship, and where they want to take Noble Method in the future. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And first off, let's just start with quick introductions, right? Tell us a little about yourself and kind of how you guys ended up here, all kinds of background stuff, broad as it can get be. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with Alessandra. Well, I uh, met Jonathan several times and don't remember it. Finally re-met Jonathan when I was living in LA and he chased me out there. Yeah, finally stuck about the 10th time. 
So uh, out there, the fitness world is a totally different place. And uh, that's kind of where this journey all started. You want to take on from there? Uh, Yeah. Two young kids from Columbus, Ohio, that uh, fell in love when they were thousands of miles apart from each other. Did the long distance dating thing for a while. Uh, And so you met while initially in Columbus then? She was home for Thanksgiving break slash had leg surgery, right? He chased me out there uh, on the way when his stuff was halfway across the country. I pretty much said, send it back. Yeah. This we were, we were on a fast track to love. She just didn't know it. <laughs> a little fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get denied at least six to seven times. Oh, when it, it, was, double it was a firm set. no. Like we were dating for about four months. She was living in LA. I was in Columbus and four months in, I was like, all right, I'm going to move out here. Yeah. And, uh, initially she was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then it was about the time that I sent her the picture of the 18 wheeler, like with my car and my sofa and everything driving away that she was like, Hey, you know what? Let's put this on ice. And I was like, no, we're cool. Like, yeah, like there's an air mattress in my <laughs> condo right now. I'm coming. So, and you were born and raised in Columbus as well. Then if we start really early days. Yeah. Both of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then you, and then you eventually took off and went to, did you go to college or Ohio state or did you just go right to LA? So I went to Ohio state first. I went to a secondary college in LA okay. and that's why I was out there. So it was back home. What were you studying in LA? Uh, musical theater. Musical theater. Yeah. You seem not, like you use that a lot right now. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, not what I went to college for initially, but yeah, musical theater. Yeah. And I just did college, college once. Was, mm-hmm. That's all I needed. So Ohio State, four years. What did you in. study? I was at Fisher Business okay. School. So got out of that, started selling yellow pages advertisement, got my teeth kicked in. I feel like we didn't times. finish the story though. So hold on. We jumped around here. <laughs> yeah. We didn't finish the story. Yeah, but you're, you're still on you're, the curb you're, being told no. Right. You're, you're, in the, you're in the thing California. being told no. So, so if, you want, if you want like the real details of it all. So at that point in time, like I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. I had a decent income. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have kids to feed or anything like that. I, like whatever I made, I was pretty much spending every single weekend. Yeah, sounds so right. I had an, I had enough money to pretty much get to LA anytime I wanted. So I would travel to LA all the time. Mm-hmm. I made friends while I was dating her out there. But at the end of the day, if if things went sideways, those were her friends, right? right? So like if we break up- Fully it, isolated. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't know anybody that didn't know her in LA. So- And they were obviously all going to choose her. 100% oh, yeah. they yeah. were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So four months in, we decide, you know, I'm going to move out to LA. And uh, again- all the stuff gets packed up into the 18 wheeler. It's it's on its way off to LA. I got a flight the next day. She calls me panic attack. Like, Hey, we're moving too fast. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a serious boyfriend in you know, X amount of years. And I was like, we don't have a choice right now. Like I'm coming to LA. I like, I've already done the job transfer like this new this, apartment. Yeah. This, yeah. We bought an apartment. Like this thing is happening. So remember the friends that are really her friends, mm-hmm. I land. And at that point in time, you couldn't get text messages on flights. This, sure. is, this is like Blackberry days, mm-hmm. right? So I turn my Blackberry on and I have a text from her that just says, Lenny's going to pick you up. So one of her friends is waiting at the airport to pick me I'm up. I'm imagining a very big Lenny. Uh, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny's, Lenny was military. Yeah, yeah. Lenny was go. military, wrestler dude, tons of energy and, and character. But uh, Lenny pulls up and I get in the car and Lenny's like, where am I taking you? And I was like, <laughs> dude, like, I don't know. Am I going to her apartment or the new apartment that, you know, we bought together? 
But anyways, we figured it out eventually. Yeah. And now we got three kids and back home in, in Columbus. Go. So there you go. So I guess I'm curious, right? I didn't hear running a fitness anything in any of that. So yeah. when, when did the fitness piece come into the picture? Like, did you, were you both just always kind of going to classes? When did you start getting into the fitness industry? Well, I actually didn't work out ever prior mm -hmm. to LA. And when I was back in town and met him, it was four leg surgery that ended my musical theater, quote unquote, career. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got into fitness out in LA. It's just a different world. That's what everyone does. It's class after class. They all meet, they go to the healthy places and then they work out again. They climb Runyon Canyon. It's just kind of an atmosphere. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where that all became a kind of obsession of ours. Yeah. I mean, my background playing sports my entire life, played soccer at Ohio State. It was always kind of the big box. You go to the LA Fitness, work out yourself. You probably work out for yep. 30 minutes, but you're there for an hour and a half, right? And it wasn't until moving to LA where it's like a way of life out there. There is a fitness studio per Starbucks, you know, on every single block out there. And it's unique in the sense that it was the first time I really established like a community culture where you went to a studio and the instructor like personally knew you. Like you didn't hang out on the weekends together, but that 45 minutes every single Saturday morning or Thursday evening, whatever it was, like they knew you, they knew what you were up to. They knew what you did last week, where you were going for vacation. They knew where you're originally from because nobody from LA is actually from LA. But it was the first time I'd ever worked out besides being on a team. And now that my my soccer career was over, mm -hmm. it was awesome to be part of something again and like yeah. be in a room and have a common goal where, you know, it wasn't a goal you're all working towards, but it was you know, how can this guy that I kind of sort of know that I see two, maybe three times a week, only for 45 minutes, how can I push him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And elevate my game. And, you know, you're competing without competing, right? Yeah. So it was just something that like you build into your daily routine. And that's when I got hooked because I didn't do any classes in Columbus prior to moving to LA because in Columbus, you had like, what, YMCA might offer some, you know, right. aquatic jazzercise class or something like that. So it was something that Columbus didn't have to offer and, and LA completely opened up my eyes. It got to the point where we would uh, have some drunken late nights and we knew there was a what, 8 a.m. class, yeah. 9 a.m. class that we were gonna take every Saturday. It was a celebrity trainer that everyone's seen on TV. And we would wait in line on the floor for an hour and a half, two hours prior, sitting there hungover, waiting to get into this 8 or 9 a.m. class every Saturday. Yeah, it was... It was bananas. Like you literally sat on the floor just for the opportunity to sign up for the guy's class. Jeez. But we did it every single weekend and countless other people did it along with us. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you said something that struck me earlier, which was like, hey, that team environment, right? Because mm -hmm. Josh and I both wrestled at Ohio State and we both went through, I think, something similar with our gym experience, right? Going to the gym and then going, uh, <laughs> like waiting for a squat rack for 20 yeah. minutes is not right. my ideal gym right. setting. Now, I, I have a basement gym now, so I work out at home, but- I've actually recently started bringing one of my folks here to the office who wanted to get back into working out. So I'm like, come in the mornings. Right. I'll be There's here. There's something interesting that happens when you just go through, you know, like hard stuff, whether it's working out or anything in life with other people. And I think that workout class environment is nice because you, mm -hmm. you all know that you sacrificed really hard and you kind of watch the people next to you struggling. And then all of a sudden it's like a weird bond that oh, I've never seen replicated anywhere else. And yeah. like, that's what's exciting from an exterior standpoint about what you guys are doing because- I've uh, tried hard to find that replicated in outside of collegiate sports inside of Columbus. So you guys are in LA for how many years before you eventually 
take off and come back? So because I moved out to be with her, she was about a, a year head start on mm-hmm. me. Was I four and a half? Yeah, about she was, you were about four and a half years. I was about three and a half years out there. Mm-hmm. So and then you guys come back and. When you come back, is that when you guys decide, well, we need to start something out here? Or was that idea brewing for a while and it's just naturally like, hey, this is what we're going to do? How'd that, and what how'd sparked the, idea the decision to about? move back in the first so place? So we always knew, again, her being from Upper Arlington, me being from Worthington, from our family side of things, we were the only ones out in California. Everybody else was still in Columbus. My family was like super tight. Like He's the first that left 270? Left 270. Wow. I'm talking aunts, uncles, cousins grandparents, you name it. If your last name was Rogers, you don't move outside of 270. Mm-hmm. So when I moved, that was like earth shattering to my family. And so we knew we were going to date, be engaged, married, be newlyweds for a while. And then when kids came in to play, that's when we would make that transition back to Columbus. I would say our transition back to Columbus was a little forced per my job at the time. So after our wedding, the VP of my company was at the wedding. And well, a couple, maybe four or five months after our wedding, the VP was working with me out in LA and was like, hey, what are your plans of moving back to Columbus? We know that's in the cards. When are you thinking? And I was like, yeah, you know, some point in time, like we'll make that move when kids are involved. And they're like, well, we have an opportunity for you. And I was like, great. What is it? It was a promotion, huge opportunity. And they're like, you got to move in five weeks. And I was <laughs> like, oh, well this is not going to go over well with Alessandra. Yeah. But no, I mean, when I came home, you actually had a bad day from work that day when I came home because I was nervous to tell her. And I told her, I was like, we got five weeks to knock it out. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever bucket list items are still out there on the West Coast, we got to knock those out in five weeks because the company's transferring us back to Columbus. So, you know, we had always talked about doing something like this, but to live in LA and do it, I mean, economically, if you're not, a multimillionaire living up, living up in the in the hills of Beverly Hills, you don't have the money to afford the real estate, right? Yeah. But when we came back to Columbus, I mean, again, mm-hmm. what's to offer? Big box gyms. You're waiting for the squat rack, right? She did spin for one of those big box places, but the spin room there wasn't the dark, intense body on top of body sync to the beat of the music, like literally nightclub meets workout that we were so accustomed to in LA. So I'm coming to my wife's spin class to support her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is painful. Yeah. Like I'm only here because it's you, sweetheart. Now, later she did join up with an actual dedicated spin studio in Columbus. And that was great. But it was that time when we only had those big box mm-hmm. gyms at our disposal to get a workout in that I was like, we got to change it. Like Columbus has got to step their game up and we got to figure out a way to be on the forefront of bringing what other big cities are doing, have been doing. So that was when the journey really kicked off. And that's when we were like, we're going to go city by city, see what they're doing, see what's successful and what can we tweak or modify to bring Columbus up to that level or in some cases surpass it. So that was kind of the genesis of this journey. I was going to say for me on my end, when I didn't have a job anymore and I was sitting around doing nothing because we moved for him, I was teaching at about seven different studios, six different studios. And I said, no, 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 not one of these is my vision. Let's do our own thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's kind of when it started, but it was the same idea. They hadn't really brewed yet themselves. Some of them still exist, but yeah. So you you get back to Columbus, it's four and a half years in LA and your job moves you. And then at this point you're thinking, 
Ajab Mumi, but she's passionate about trying to find out how we can bring this fitness ecosystem mm-hmm. that we had in LA here. I'm just going to scrap my job and we're going to start traveling different cities and figure out how to do it. No. So with my job, I was fortunate enough. I covered a big territory and, and travel was included. So I was not forced in my career for corporate America. I've never been at a desk job, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been able and fortunate enough that, you know, I can cut out and fly to Chicago, New York, whatever. It's one of those situations where if, if I could answer a phone call, respond to an email, timely manner, like I was able to get around relatively easily. It was lovely traveling with someone that was on his phone, answering emails and stuff all the time. But mm-hmm. our trips were typically a Thursday through Saturday. Right, mm-hmm. right. A lot of the weekends, so. 10, 12 workouts and three, oh, yeah. three days. Yeah. Sales our, gig? What's that? Sales gig? Yeah, yeah. Cool. naturally. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so Josh and I were both in sales too. I'm in sales now and yeah. The trick I had to start using, we were on vacation last week and I said, just take it. And Shannon took the phone, put it in her purse and now I can't read it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's what I had to do to really relax, not look at it. Yeah. But. I've done the power my phone off for the, the mm-hmm. family trips. You know, my mom and everybody knows if you really need to get a hold of me, you have Alessandra's number. Yep. But my phone is shut off for the week because yep. if I hear that thing ring or buzz, it's like, it just, it's in the back of my head. I got to answer. I got to answer. Hey, everybody. Mike here. We're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, One Columbus. And we are very excited to partner with One Columbus. They really, really share the same vision as us here at the Conquering Columbus podcast, which is really building up the Columbus region to be one of the most prosperous regions in the United States. And One Columbus serves as the business location resource for companies across central Ohio and around the world as those companies grow, innovate, and compete within the global economy. And they help us lead a regional growth strategy that develops and attracts the world's most competitive companies. It grows a highly adaptive workforce and prepares our communities for the future, inspiring innovation across the board. Their mission really is just ensuring the Columbus region is a vibrant place to build businesses and careers. So again, we really appreciate all of their support. You want to learn more about them, go check out their website, columbusregion.com. That's columbusregion.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be right back into the episode. So what year is it? Are you back in Columbus? So we're back. 2013. 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 2013, you travel for how long? Is it like a year trying to find the best places? So no, we've been traveling literally started in 2013 all the way. We just I traveled mean, this fall. Yeah. We're still doing it. I mean, trying to figure this, out where to go in a month. We're different. And we admit that we're different. <laughs> Valentine's Day, romantic you know, date night for us or an anniversary vacation is what she was saying. We'll leave on a Thursday whatever city we're getting into, we want to be there by 4 p.m. so that we can get into a studio in that city. We'll do a light dinner afterwards. If we fly out to the West Coast, like to LA, we get up on East Coast time, mm-hmm. our time. So that way it's, you know, 5 a.m. out there so we can hit a 6 a.m. class. Then we'll go have a light breakfast. We'll go hit up Runyon Canyon, come down, hit a lunch class, have a light lunch, usually like a salad at an open cafe someplace. Then we might do some like touristy thing in the middle. Or hit a 4 p.m. class. Then we're going to hit a 4 p.m. <laughs> class. I'm not kidding you. Then we're there dinner. 72 hours and we're hitting probably eight to 10 classes. And we love it. Like yeah. we change it up. It's not going to be a, the same style right. of fitness class. We're going to try different 
programming, different concepts, see what we like. And that's what's helped shape what Noble Method is today. Yeah. And so when does the idea coalesce into action? When do you actually start? Because you're, you're going out, you're doing this stuff, but when, when do you start looking at, okay, we're going to rent mm-hmm. a place, we're going to buy a place, we're going to build this thing. We're going to mm-hmm. actually make it happen. I almost went in with uh, studios that exist now prior to this. Right. Mm-hmm. We knew it wasn't our grand vision, but that was the starting point. That fell through. After the second one fell through, that's about when we said, let's just do it entirely our own thing, 100%, figure it out, make it different, make it all about longevity and make it a place that people can stay and continue to work out at. Yeah, and this was this was a several years ago. This was probably back in... I want to say 2018 Mm -hmm. is when we really were like, okay, we're going to do this. We started looking at some real estate options. I have a friend who is in the commercial real estate business. And I was like, hey, I want to throw an idea out at you. I was like, I respect your opinion. I want to see if this is something that you think I'm out of my mind, Mm -hmm. or if you think I have something you know, to offer. He's like, all right, sure. No problem. He booked me over his lunch. Right. So he's sitting down, we get into his office. He's sitting down, he's having his lunch. He's like, dude, do you mind? I was like, I don't care. So Alessandra and I sit down and I start getting into kind of my pitch of what our concept is. I'm probably like 15 minutes in and he's like, Hey man, sorry, excuse me for a second. I'll be right back. So he steps out, comes back moments later. He's like, Hey, I want you to meet Andy. He's my CFO. And I was like, all right. So he's like, start all over again. So then I start going into why this concept, why this is different than what Columbus has. And the CFO is just sitting there, sitting there. And now now I see what's going on, mm-hmm. right? The, the light bulb's going off. So initially, we always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have the vessel to get there necessarily. And we, and we assumed that, you know, it required getting a bunch of investors to invest in our concept and, you know, going around town and pitching this idea. And it was in that meeting that, you know, afterwards when the CFO and, and my buddy- Andy Grubb, the engineer. Right, when they're, yeah, yeah. Um, Good buddy. They, yeah, they're, talk, <laughs> they're talking about buildings that they own, right? Mm-hmm. And how they can knock out walls yep. and flood lines and everything and make our concept work within their space. After that meeting, before we even got to the car, I was like, we're doing this. Yeah. And- can we back up and just say, I said we were doing it for years prior. That was just when he got on board. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when I got on yeah. board. Um, no, but that was when I was like, we're not going to investors, right? We are doing this. Yeah. We will get the money. The conversations with my friend continued. We looked at some other building sites mm-hmm. with him. We landed on a site, but the issue with that site was it was smaller than what our grand plan was. And it required us to make kind of some- To make some, it work. Yeah, we, we were kind of forcing our concept into a limited space. So we were so eager to do it that I was like, we'll make it work, mm-hmm. right? And then COVID hits and it's like, thank the Lord, right? That right. we didn't execute on the lease literally months before COVID lockdown. So then COVID lockdown obviously just completely rearranges the deck And then we come out of COVID and we're like, we're still doing this. The second we could get back out to studios, Mm -hmm. right? COVID gave us the opportunity to kind of work on the business plan, work on our performa side of things. Post COVID, we were looking at studios that were back up and running, thriving again. One of our concepts was to have a spin studio Mm -hmm. inside a Noble Method. Well, we scrapped that the second lockdown lifted because everybody went out and bought Pelotons. 
Yeah. At the time of COVID, her and I were spin instructors. I saw my class every Tuesday and Thursday morning go from a 10-person wait list to I was struggling to get half the room full. And that was 100% because our loyal followers now all owned Pelotons. So we took the spin studio out. We also wanted the concept to be less for fun and more about functionality and building strength in your future right. and longevity rather than just a fun workout. So we were kind of toying around with what that room should be, but we thought because we had a spinning following, that was kind of just what it needed to be. Yep. So then after COVID, we found a second location of which it was very near by here in Grandview. And we thought that was it. Like we had, again, gone to Architects, done the drawings, gone to the city of Grandview, submitted all of our forms and our payments for change the use of the building. And then on the final hour, the landlord of the building said, hey, you either buy my building out, right? Or you have to pay the first year cash up front. And I'm like, oh my God, you got to be, can that I catch a break? after like nine months. Yeah, can I catch a break here? So we're upset, she's devastated and- I'm like, you know what? Get in the car. Just get in the car. We're just going to go drive. I don't know where we're going to go, but we're just going to drive around and we're just going to see like, are there neighborhoods that we want to be in? Mm -hmm. Because everything was like, we were checking online for buildings. We were looking at buildings without even really knowing what the intersections look yeah. like. So we go driving around and we come down Dublin road and I see this big four lease sign at the building that we're at now. And I'm like, that was not there yesterday. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, we're down, our kids go to the daycare across the street. Yeah. We're like, that sign was not there yesterday. So we pull into the parking lot, call the number. And I'm like, I'm interested in this building. And they're like, great. When do you want to see it? I'm like, I'm in your parking lot. I'm ready to see it right <laughs> oh, now. Wait. Yeah. And the person was like, we can be there in 30 minutes. So they show up, unlock the doors. We walk in. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is it. It was more space than what we technically needed. It was the vaulted ceilings we had always wanted, but could never find in any of the spaces we were looking at previously. You know, from then on out, we've been in a full, like throttle, all go, all gas, no brakes yeah. with, with getting things rolling. It's funny how stuff like that works out, right? Like I, we had a similar experience home shopping in mm. 2020, 2021 timeframe. And we missed the house. We thought this is the house. This is the one. But then they came back and were like, oh, you got to match this offer. I can't remember exactly what the details were, but yeah. we were like, oh, we're losing the house. And then the next house we looked at, right, is the one we're in today. Yeah. So things tend to work out. But yeah. so I, I imagine all that was pretty stressful, but then you get the place going. What was the actual startup process like? And what was, I guess, because it sounds like you guys have been planning that for a long time mm -hmm. before you get to that point. What went smoothly as planned and what surprised you? Smoothly as planned? Next nothing. to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It wasn't actually sourcing materials or COVID that messed us up. It was foundational issues that were unforeseen. Mm -hmm. One of them was a trench that was 10 feet that we had to dig from our bathrooms over to our coffee shop and from our bathrooms out to the street. Each one of those ended up costing plumbing. us four if to five was, months. If there was water involved, yeah. that was just a nightmare scenario every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So that set us back big time. Um, that was like seven, eight extra months yeah. there. And way over the budget, but. And what about the initial concept versus yeah. where you're at today? You know, you, mm -hmm. you were giving pitches, you were talking to the real estate office about what your vision was, but what was that vision? And has that changed as you guys opened up and started actually executing? 
We always knew we wanted three studios under one roof and a common space for people to stay and get their nourishment afterwards. The studios slightly evolved, the spinning being one that was is no longer involved. And we always knew we wanted the classes to be 30 minutes rather than a full hour so that we could make them extremely efficient and there's no excuse for time. So we have an activate and recovery zone. That's where people get ready beforehand, do all their dynamic stretching and warming up. We have machines that do it for them in two minutes. And then um, they come in and take the workout. It's balls to the wall, you go, and then you're back out. So that stayed, those two things. Mm -hmm. But the inside of the studios changed a a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one people like to call it Pilates, it's not really, but it looks similar to a Pilates machine. The style of that room changed. The spinning room turned into some heavy pushing sled treadmills where you can push, you can pull, you can, there's cables, there's all this stuff, they're self-propelled, no one's seen anything like them. And water boxing, because we had a studio that we absolutely loved, rumble boxing, we would go to all the time. And then the third room has always been circuit training, but we made it very crazy functional equipment. That room's the one that has always been the exact same. Yeah, so we, we sort of looked at what's the biggest barrier to entry to anybody working out, and it's time, right? the time to get there, the time that while you're there, spent there, making it efficient. So we always looked at us as spin instructors back in the day, looked at, you have a 45 minute block for a class. You're taught to teach a five minute warm up. You have a five minute cool down. And usually somewhere in the middle there, there's like a five minute arm section where you have like two and a half pound dumbbells in Mm -hmm. your hands. And apparently that's going to work your arms. So if you subtract all that out, it's a 30 minute workout. Right. So if we could find a way to be the most efficient with our time and condense our workouts into 30 minutes, we can hammer away at almost everybody's barrier to entry to working out. Who doesn't have 30 minutes to dedicate to themselves? And if we can set the times accordingly for the morning and lunch hour, if you're given an hour for lunch, that gives you 15 minutes to get there, 30 minutes to work out. We have full showers, all the amenities that you need to get a shower, get back to work, and you got your hour there and a killer workout. So we looked at that. Then the other thing that we looked at is what are people looking for in fitness, right? So the three rooms that we have, Sculpt, Spar, and Switch. So Sculpt is, as Alessandra mentioned, kind of your, what some people would, you know, associate with Pilates. It's it's not way different than that, right? <laughs> but that's what they but think. It, but if that's what you need it to be to walk through our doors to come check it out, Sure, we got an awesome Pilates class for you, right? So it is uh, an ex-former machine where- It's spring-based tension. So when Mm -hmm. you have to push, you have to pull, you can't let go. You are constantly resisting tension. You're either trying to push it away from you or you're trying to keep your leg from flying away from you. There is no second that you can give up. I was gonna say on top of that, the one thing that is also a huge barrier to people is fear. And all of our equipment fights back against you. So you absolutely can do it. It's beginner and full-blown you know, professional athlete friendly, but yeah. that room is one that people don't quite understand. It but sounds it just, like I'm just wrestling a machine for you, yes. 30 you minutes. Are, yeah. You are. So in all of our concepts, like we told you about our journey traveling to other studios, we have dear friends of ours, the Borens that, you know, they, they went down to South Beach with us and we took them to a couple studios and we're in a similar studio and I'll never forget the face that Zach gave me as he looks over. We're not even halfway through class. And he's like, dude, what am I doing wrong here? And there's just a puddle of sweat, you know, on the machine beneath it. I was like, nothing. Like, that's just the workout. 
Yeah. Because it's, it's different, right? You guys are wrestling. You know, that's your background. I played soccer my entire life. It's that time under tension mm-hmm. workout. That's just like momentum for us, can't for, for us guys. Like, yeah, we use momentum, yeah, right? You use leverage, over. right? In your workouts. It's just totally different. So we have that class, you know, that's your slow twitch muscle fiber room. Right. And then we have spar, which is more of your cardio, fast twitch muscle fiber room. Like that's the room that if you got something, you got to get off your chest, you need a spar class, right? But that room also fights you. Yeah. So we have you the skill mill momentum. treadmills. So a lot of people have seen like the curved woodway treadmills, self-propelled. Uh, the uniqueness about the skill mills is we can set the resistance to them. So traditional curved treadmills, like you run and as fast as your legs go, you know, that's how fast the treadmill goes, but there's no resistance that you can apply to that. With the arms machines, you can be in a dead sprint for 10 seconds. And then I can shout out across the room, like resistance level 10. And that resistance goes all the way down. And there's a frame in front of you that you can grab a hold of those handlebars in front of you. And it's kind of like a football sled mm-hmm. where you can get into it and you're putting every bit of your force and you, it's like, you're barely pushing a sled up a hill. So mm-hmm. we can modify those workouts seamlessly throughout that block. So you go from the skill mill down to the floor with the aqua punching bags, where, like I said, like if you got a little aggression, you need to release, like you can unload on those bags. And the fact that they're loaded with water as opposed to traditional sandbags, it's so much better for your joints and elbows. Mm -hmm. So that's spar and then switch down the hallway. That's our nine different stations. You take two laps around. Each class is completely different on, on a Saturday. I'll teach switch three times. And all three classes are completely different because I can look at who's coming into class. I can pull equipment in and out. It's all functionally driven. So, you know, once again, the equipment fights back against you. So the moment you would use a similar piece and momentum gives up or you can't use it because you're fatigued, you typically tweak your body or you're done. This one fights back against you. And the moment you give up, it lightens up. Right. So it's totally functional in every form. There's a lot of primal movements in there, but you're constantly pushing and pulling. There is no letting go of it at all at each mm-hmm. station. So it's extremely, I mean, it's beginner friendly and it will, it could cash out anyone as well. Right. So by having these three different rooms, we tried to find a concept that speaks to everybody but then also a concept that might be a little foreign to you. So then when we look at our membership and our packages, it's open to all classes. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a package at this studio, at this side of town and a package at, you know, at another studio across town and you're paying memberships on top of memberships months and month in and month out, it's one membership and you have access to all the different studios. And it allows a lot of our clients who have seen, you know, like sculpt, They've never done a class like that, but they've been interested about it. The fact that now they can just stay within one location and take that class. A lot of people have gotten involved with a different modality for exercise that, you know, they see the benefits of kind of modifying and uh, versifying their workouts. The other fun thing is it's 30 minutes, which is plenty in these rooms, kind of why we made it there because so many people kind of drive themselves until they are completely fatigued and then they don't feel good. 30 will get you enough but we have the ability to stack our classes. So right now we have two at a time, except for a few times, there'll be all three rooms eventually running at once. And then there's 10 minutes between, and then you can hop in another room. So you can kind of create your stack, create your day. You can double up in a room. You could do one and then another. So it just kind of creates this. There's nine different things you can do. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. 
Out of all the places you've traveled and looked at, is there anything that you feel like you're missing right now in the current concept that you're looking to add? We have a few things that we'd like to expand upon that are kind of in our vault, but I'm happy with where we are. I love where we're at. That switch room, because it's a bunch of variety as far as like stations and equipment, like that room's constantly evolving, right? So we're constantly checking out studios from across the country, checking the internet, seeing what functional based equipment is out there that we can substitute in because there's a giant storage room off of that room. So we can have equipment roll in and roll out, you know, within a matter of minutes. So we're always looking for new equipment there. But overall, from where we started to where we're at now, I'm tickled with Mm -hmm. how it's turned out. What are the goals for the future, right? Do you guys think that far out? Are you expanding more locations or are you more focused? Like, let's get this right right now and get everything. Because I think you guys are what, year and a half in? Oh, we're three months. Launch? Three yeah. months. Yeah. Sorry. Three oh, months. Yeah. We did a, over a year of construction. Right. Yeah. So. Yep. That's yep. right. Yep. I like being present. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a special feeling when you know the owners are constantly there mm-hmm. and you can see them and you can talk to them about your journey. And right now, I think that that's kind of our focus is trying to be able to be there. I mean, I was sick the other day and didn't go in for the first two classes and I stayed up with anxiety because I wasn't in there in front of everyone, seeing how it was going. So I think we want to be kind mm-hmm. of like the family-owned type of environment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if we're not teaching the class, we're in the class. Taking you know, the taking it. So yeah. not, for working out for me, like I always loved that. I always wanted to take it from the top instructors or take it from the owner. But if the owner was in the class, I always thought that was a cool concept. So, you know, as far as goals, you know, right now it's all focus on this studio, getting it up and running mm-hmm. to the best of our ability. But, you know, loving the fact that we get to be there and sweat it out with everybody that's there. Yeah. What about balancing working together, working with your family, right? Like everybody's got kids too, right? You're both at the uh, studio. That's Mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for. You're both at the studio Mm -hmm. and you know, you got kids right across the street at the daycare apparently. So that worked out really nicely. But like, how do you balance all that? They're unfortunately not there now, but we don't see them as much as we would like, but they're seeing what we're doing. And on the weekend, they love to go in and help us on open boxes, clean. They love to pop in. If I'm teaching at night, he doesn't teach at night. He stays home and works and watches the kids. He'll bring the kids in and, you know, let them look through the window. And they think it's so cool to see mommy teaching. So we think it's a cool um, kind of environment that we're putting them in front of. They get to see the hard work. They get to see what comes out of it, how it evolves. But it's a, a busy challenge right now. He oh, has yeah. a, He works way more than he should, like 90 hours a week, other job. Yeah, I mean, it's a grind, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it any other way. It's awesome to have our 10-year-old gets it the most, right? Our five-year-old and our three-year-old just run around like hellions, right? right? The equipment's so cool for them. See see what piece of equipment they can get sticky with their hands. But our 10-year-old's starting to pick it up. And we found out from his elementary school teacher that, you know, they were doing the, what do you want to be when you grow up? little flyer handout thing. And he wrote down, I want to be the owner of Noble Method. And like, you know, that's cool. for him to pick up on that. And like, you know, that was never really a part of the whole vision mm-hmm. of it, but it was kind of a byproduct of what we've been trying to create and establish is something that, you know, our kids can grow up in and see, you know, the hard work mommy and daddy are putting in and, you know, provide them and share with them the values of mm-hmm. all of that. So for him to kind of get that at 10 years old. I mean, that was a cool moment to hear that from her. So, And you're still juggling this with another full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Wakes up at 4 a.m. every morning after staying up till one or two. Yeah. So I'm a, I get up at four. I like to have my moment of 
piece at the studio beforehand, like the calm before the storm. We have a coffee shop inside the studio. So I get behind there, put on my barista hat, serve up a, a nice little Americano. And I just walk the studio, check each room, check the bathrooms, make sure everything's ready to go. Alessandra comes in early also. she We don't ever talk about like, you do this, you do that. We just mm -hmm. kind of like instinctually know, like we're going to just get it done. And then in comes, you know, our instructors and our guest services. And then the clients show up. We knock out three to four class sections, time slots in a row. And then, yeah, I'm back home. I stay. He takes the kids to school. Right. Mm -hmm. That's my time with the kids. So I get breakfast ready, get them dressed, get them off to school. Then I'm back home working the corporate job. When he's done with the corporate job, yeah. a little after midnight, I come to him with a bunch of questions and issues. Yeah, there you go. So then he has to deal with that. Yeah. So that's life sometimes. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just got to get it done. Just keep going. But uh, so I think that's a good place to kind of head towards some of our last questions of the show for both of you. But Josh, you got anything else before I all head I on that one? Great. So first one, you have any advice for our listeners? Now, our listeners, right? A lot of them are, if not entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurial minded. They're interested in businesses that are being built and happening in Columbus, just to give you some perspective on who we're talking to. Yeah. I, I mean, advice that I would give is commit to you, right? Doesn't matter in what aspect. Commit to yourself. Wake up every morning and set yourself at least one single goal. Today, do something for the betterment of you today that will last you know, into the future. So if you can commit to yourself, whether it's in your professional life, in your personal life, commit to yourself. And it's amazing what these little steps, after doing them repeatedly, can get you. I mean, looking back at where we're at right now, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget the first class that I taught. I got chills teaching the class. I've, I've been teaching fitness classes for years and I never got caught up in the moment. But the first time it was my business, you know, that I was leading, you know, for the first time, I got chills because like, I can't believe we finally got here. And it was from every day waking up, committing ourselves to this dream. So I, I would always say just commit to yourself every day. Or take one thing or add one thing daily to what you're doing. Don't take anything away, but add one thing that's towards your goal. So, you know, if it, when I used to have clients, I would say, don't take away what you're doing, but you add vegetables or you add water. Once you add that, you're doing less of the other and you're therefore getting yourself towards your goal. So add one step towards that dream, whether it's, you know, making the phone call, doing one thing every day, if not more. Love it. And so our last question is center another theme here on Conquering Columbus, which is live uncomfortably. Mm -hmm. uh, so that telling you guys too much about why we chose that particular phrase. What do you think of when you hear it? How does it apply to your lives and careers? It's big. Yeah. I mean, it's what we pursue at Noble Method. I think too often people conflate what their limits are versus what their comfort levels are. And they think they're the same, right? They think when they reach their comfort level, that that's their limit. And what we try to show in each one of our classes is those are two different steps, two different levels. Yeah, there's a comfort level, right? We're trying to push you beyond your comfort level so that you can see that there's space behind it. We're not going to push you past your limit, but we're going to take you right up to it so you can see just how mentally and physically strong you really are once you step beyond that comfort zone. I like to think that you're going to have bullshit in your life every day. You don't have to accept it. So what we also like to say is 
whatever discomfort you're putting in front of yourself, whatever uncomfortability that you have, that's preparing you for something bigger that's going to be harder and not by choice or just thrown at you. So you've already gotten the steps, the tools to kind of conquer that. Yeah. It's kind of in the name of our business, right? So noble, no, noble methods. Well, see, that's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's how you pronunciate the first word. It's noble if you say it quickly, mm-hmm. right? And if you slow it down, so noble is being noble to yourself, right. right? Committing to yourself, being noble. If you slow down the pronunciation, it's no bull, yeah. right? Accept no bullshit. That's why we chose that word. It might happen to also be my actual middle name, but go. it's cool to see that clients come into our studio and they take on that word in two totally different meanings. Even day to day, we'll have clients one day where they're all about being noble to themselves and one day where they need to punch those boxing bags and take themselves to a totally different place. And it's just letting go, like no bullshit. Love it. Alessandro, Jonathan, it's been great talking with both of you. Thanks so yeah, much pleasure. for joining us here and talking about Noble Method. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And Conquerors, thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this interview, you want to hear more just like it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you are listening on. And if you want to learn more about Noble Method, head on over to our website, www.noblemethod.com. Noblemethod.com. There you go. www.noblemethod.com. That's N-O-B-L-E method.com. Yep. Again, thanks so much for your support. We'll talk to you all next week.